From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hour two of the nightcap. Tim Murray here from uh, the Circus Sportsbook. Sean King on location tonight. A little dad duty. Hey, we've all been there. Sean King uh, doing uh, doing double duty tonight. So we appreciate uh, him hanging out. Look at those trophies in the background. We'll get to we'll get to the setup in a little bit. But we got a we got a guest on the line, uh, hailing or not hailing, staying I should say right now in the wonderful <laughs> state of Maryland. They call it the Old Line State. Uh, it is Kenny Rice will be part of the NBC coverage of the Preakness, which will get running uh, on Saturday at Pimlico. Uh, certainly after uh, the stunner of all stunners uh, at the Kentucky Derby, Kenny, uh, has, has left a little uh, little little buzzless uh, Preakness here with no Triple Crown opportunity. But I do want to start with, uh, with Secret Oath. Uh, I believe 9-2 to two on the morning line uh, coming out of the four post. This was... Uh, a, uh, a horse that Sean loved in the Kentucky Oaks that op- ultimately won it. So uh, we'll start there, and I'll let Sean kind of take uh, take it home from there. But uh, what are your thoughts on Secret Oath, uh, the filly who won uh, the Kentucky Oaks two weeks ago? Well, don't don't blink on Secret Oath. Uh, a couple of reasons: one, she is talented enough in this field. I don't think this is a super group of horses, the super group of the guys this year. So I think she fits right in here. Uh, her style will fit this track. She'll be out there near the pace. Uh, 
she has, uh, you know, she has a legend. You know, she, she's got the, you know, the Vince Lombardi, Bill Parcells, Bill Belichick of, of trainers out here and Wayne Lucas. Uh, and, you know, she, she is going to be tough to beat. I think that she needs to be looked at hard. I think she's going to figure into a lot of the trifecta plays as she should. You know, Kenny, as I was handicapping the race, the first thing I always try and do is, okay, how can I beat the favorite? And when yeah. you look at how fast they went in the Derby, the only horse really that was a part of the pace in any way, shape, form, or faction that actually ran on down the stretch was Epicenter. I mean, when it turned for yeah. home, it looked like Messier was home free. Uh, Crown Pride was making a run. Cyberknife was right there. And none of those horses ran a lick. And Epicenter kept going. My question for you is, normally a horse bounces, regresses a little out of a race that tough, especially turning around in two weeks. Uh, can I just eliminate Epicenter from, from finishing first? I tell you, I think, I think the key is going to be here. I, I talked Sean with uh, Asmussen, Steve Asmussen, and he really has planned uh, that this is going to be a triple crown try before everything began with his horse epicenter. And so obviously he <clears throat> didn't get the Derby, but he has been pointing specifically to this race uh, for two weeks. I know it's going to be a tough turn. Uh, I think though, that if anybody can turn it this quick, it's going to be this guy. I, I just really do because, you know, he, he's one of the great trainers too. And uh, epicenter, you know, yeah, it's hard to say. Epicenter ran the best race. I'm still trying to figure out how he lost it. You know, you, Me think too. <laughs> you know, I'm sitting there and afterwards a couple of my buddies say, we usually, usually do the interview with the winner. I said, I'm going to tell you the odds on this. Okay. The odds are this. I was up there with, uh, I, I was up there with uh, Chad Brown and about 25 feet away from me was Steve Asmussen. So, so who's going to get the winning interview there? Right. Right. And, and they all said, yeah, yeah, I guess so. I said, well, you know, it's, uh, it's uh, just, uh, it's just one of those things that, you know, it, this pace was nuts. There's no reason for that pace to be that fast. I don't understand why those horses went out. They weren't going to hold up. As I told my friends, I was up there with John Calipari. I should have been on the sideline with Shaheen Holloway. Uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the kind of crazy upset it was. But, you know, there's not going to be a pace like this. This pace is going to be a little more calm. Early voting will be out there, I think, early. And I think the Philly will be out there near with him and setting – Closer to the pace that he was in the Derby is going to be epicenter. And I believe he'll be in a good position to fire. And it's really hard for me to go against him uh, this time around. I picked Zandon against him, but I thought he would be the second best. I, I think he was, he just ran a terrific race. I thought he did everything well. I remember looking at Asmus and I talked to him probably 15 minutes after the race. He said, if I watched it tonight, I won't believe it. When I watch it tomorrow, I won't believe it. I watch it next week. I won't believe it. I said, I wouldn't bet that horse in the replay. Hey, Kenny, I told Tim Murray the same thing. I said, if they ran the race again, I wouldn't bet Rich Strike. And I'm telling <laughs> you, I don't think we ever see Rich Strike run again. Uh, disappointed that they didn't try to preakness. They claim they're aiming for the Belmont. I'm telling you, something will come up. But there are two horses I want to ask you, other horses in this race I want to ask you about. Yeah. Creative yeah. Minister ran on the undercard on Derby Day. Lightly raced Colt, improving Colt. 
You know, I tell people with three-year-olds, it's all, it's not about what they've done as much as which is the horse that's getting better, that's capable of running their best race on that particular day. Creative Minister is an interesting horse. What, what's your opinion on him? Well, you know, I mean, they put they're they're putting some money up, aren't they? One hundred and fifty grand, so they they think he's pretty good. Uh, Kenny McPake, good friend of mine, I've known him for years. Uh, he's you know he's right there putting the money up. He's uh, owns ten percent of the horse and also trains him, and he did look good that day. I really want to tell you, had it not been for the nuttiness of the way that Derby shook out, they would not be he would not be in this race though. I I really believe that. I think that he thinks. That this is a this is an okay field of three year olds, and suddenly if you win an allowance race big two weeks ago, you fit right in. And to be honest, uh, I don't know if I can I don't know if I can disagree with that. I, I think that you know he fits in probably in the top four or five. It's hard to go against him because I'm just you know except for Epicenter, I, you know I, I wasn't too impressed with that many people other than a horse named Simplification who I think ran the race of his life to finish fourth in the Derby. Uh, you know, he might be the long shot in this thing uh, that might be interesting, along with Creative Minister. They might be the two long shots to really look at to throw in there somewhere. Now, I have one other one that I want to ask you about, and we have uh, Kenny Rice here on the nightcap. And uh, I was actually a big White Barrio supporter coming for the Derby. I was looking for yeah. horses that I thought could sit off the pace and get first run coming for home. And... Uh, his trainer, Joseph Safi, has a horse in this race, Skippy Longstock. And if you go back to the Wood Memorial, early voting, lone lead, thought he was home free. Mo Donegal, who a lot of people had as their derby horse until he drew the one slot in the post draw, right. caught early yeah. voting at the wire. But when I went back and watched the race replay, Skippy Longstocking was doing some running in that race, going from a mile and an eighth to a mile and three sixteenths. You think Joseph Safi, Junior Alvarado, and the nine-horse Skippy Longstein can maybe run second or third? If you look back at the history, and I know you do, Sean, uh, th this race, it, I mean, almost every year, almost every year, a long shot figures in there in the trifecta, doesn't it? Every year. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, you know, somebody's going to come up there 15 and 1, 20 to 1, and pop up there second or third. Uh, so, you know, what you got to do is you, you don't want to be that guy that said, oh, I, I'm winning if I, you know, I bet so much money that I got to keep uh, winning or I'm, I'm going to lose today. I would bet if, if I had to pick of it, I would probably go with uh, of the long shot picks right now. I, I'm kind of torn between, I'm torn between Ke Kenny McPeak's horse, creative minister, mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and the fast closing simplification. I don't know. I think they might be the best two to sneak in there with Epicenter and the Philly Secret Oath. Um, and then if you know if you're looking for like a superfecta box there, uh, early voting because he's doing everything. I mean everything that Cloud Computing did for Chad Brown. You know they both came out of the wood. They both been based in New York. They both yeah, just yeah, think race. Yep. Yeah, I mean it's it's amazing. It's it they couldn't be more step for step. You know. Yeah, and I, I, early voting uh, scares me just because he's fresh. And also, uh, unless Fenwick shows some of the speed he showed maybe early in his career or a Maniac, but I don't really love him because I think he's running without Lasix. I don't think they allow Lasix at Pimlico. Yeah. I, I'm just afraid early voting is going to get a lone lead and, and it's not going to slow down in the stretch. But as I'm trying to figure out how to wager, 
if I've got early voting in Epicenter in, in first and second, then I might as well not play it. So uh, I'm hoping, I know. I'm hoping that somebody goes with him. Yeah, well, you know, I think that's that's got to be the deal because um, they can't let him get loose, and I don't think they will. Um, when I say that, you know what will happen, they will. I, you know, I'm still shook about the Derby. i got to be honest. There's no, there's just no way that Derby happened. I, I was there and watched it. I still don't believe it. Hey, Kenny, so, Kenny, Kenny, you know, let me, Kenny, let me tell you what I did. So every year I play the Oaks Derby double, and we got about a minute and a half. And I singled uh-huh. a horse in the Oaks. I actually singled Serrigated Empress a couple years ago. And I hit the all button in the Derby because I know anything can happen. So this year right. I tried to handicap my Oaks Derby double and only went with 10 pieces. And, the, of yeah. course, the longest shot on the board comes out of nowhere and wins the race. $1,000 for each dollar in the Oaks Derby double, and I blew it. I know. I'm, well, you know what? You're not alone. And, <laughs> and again, I keep I keep going back. You know, we we were all talking. I, I talked to a trainer who asked for anonymity, so I will give him that. But he's a really good trainer. And he he came up to me afterwards. I'm just standing there, you know, just kind of hanging out, waiting for it to go. And he goes, I I just don't believe it. And I said, <laughs> he said. I just, he said, honestly, 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 he said, tell me the truth. Do you think that, uh, that this group's any good? I said, well, and he had a horse in the race. I said, I, you know, how would I know? You're, you're the guy that trains it. I mean, I just take stabs at it. You know, I just take it. And he goes, uh, he says, uh, trust me, this is not going to be like last year when you had Mandaloon and Medina spirit and uh, essential quality and hot rod. Charlie, you had horses that held up. And wait and see. By the end of this year, you might have epicenter. Kenny, and on may come back, and that's it. We got to run, Kenny. Great stuff great as great always. Stuff. Enjoy the Preakness uh, on Saturday. There it is. It's the nightcap. I'm- the Nikki Glaser podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser podcast. I said, "Tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting." Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. 
If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Winning never looked better. Make free hoops and soccer picks for a shot at a sweet payday with the H&M Wear That Feeling Prediction Series. Enter three pools and compete for your share of $15,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com HM now to get in on the action. H&M to make every one look and feel good. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hey, Sean. Uh, if the Avs could score a goal, that would be uh, pleasant. <laughs> One to nothing. Um, the Blues leading the Avalanche. You said this during the break. Uh, you've been. I should all- just stay with what I, I said know. initially. You've been all over. Just play dogs. They went yeah. one and three in the first three four games, but tonight you get the Lightning come home. Uh, and now St. Louis, a lot of hockey to be played still, you know, obviously, but, uh, um, you know, this is a lesson, Tim, about sticking to your guns, because even though they went one and three, the Rangers were up, were up with under two minutes left in that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the blues went to overtime in the first game is Colorado. You know, some kind of way Edmonton even hit came and tied the game, tied the game up. up six. Yeah. So, I mean. Looks like we should have just stuck to that. But I'm just telling you, in Colorado now, they're a little juggernaut. Like they're capable of scoring a bunch of goals in a short period of time. And we probably need them to do that, yeah. considering we have the puck line. Yeah, we need, um, I would say, we need a goal by the end of this period. If we're tied at one going into the third, I'm feeling okay. We're down one nothing. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. We'll see. I mean, Bennington. We'll see. Bennington's a Stanley Cup winning goalie. He played uh, as as Tarek El Bashir, who's actually covering this series and was on the show last night, said uh, they're getting goalied right now. <laughs> and, and you know what's interesting? I felt like in the first period there were a couple scoring opportunities, and the puck kind of just didn't bounce, you know, the Avs' way. And you know, I think St. Louis has kept gaining confidence, and you know, then they actually scored and have the lead now. So. It's gonna be an uphill battle, but uh, hey, we got we got time left. We got a whole period, so I'm not in full panic mode yet. But like you said, I feel a little better if we can at least get it to one-one by the end of this 
second period. It's about four minutes, fifteen seconds to go. Yeah, give me a yeah, give me a goal here, and uh, we'll uh, we'll get back. Uh, Celtics uh, in in the books, one twenty seven, one hundred two. How about this? Uh, Celtics now minus two dollars on the series price at DraftKings after the win tonight. Uh, I was able to grab them at plus one twenty uh, yesterday. Uh, so uh, good spot. But hey, we go back to my uh, Boston on Friday night. We will see. Uh, Boston shot very well tonight, um, and uh, you know we'll see how this play, uh, series plays out. But a one twenty seven one hundred two victory for the uh, for the Boston Celtics tonight. Hey, Sean, uh, we 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 were able to grab Kenny just for a second. Kenny Rice, uh, great stuff uh, as always from Kenny, and we appreciate him jumping on. Uh, he's going with Epicenter, uh, Epicenter, excuse me, uh, as his winning horse uh, on Saturday. Uh, morning line odds, obviously not great at six to five. It sounded like he liked Epicenter just over uh, Secret Oath. Yeah, and Epicenter will be lower than six to five by post time yeah. on Saturday. He'll probably be four to five, maybe even three to five in, in my eyes. And listen, I'm going to throw him out of the Ooh. top two spots, you know, just because. And and, and I let me let me put some context. I will be playing. The pick five, I will include him in that. But in the actual way I bet the race, I'm going to throw him out, you know, just because I'm going for the larger payday. And and if he runs first or second, it's going to be hard to get that. So I'm going to play the two creative minister. The, uh, can you put that back up, the uh, post positions one more time? I'm going to play the two creative minister, the four secret oath, and the nine, Skippy Longstocking on top. And hope I can go bang, 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 boom, boom. <laughs> Sorry. So, someone just tweeted us. <laughs> what they say? I don't have my normal setup, it so said, it's hard for me to It check. said, Tim, please tell Sean to change the smoke detector. It's reminding me of bad times when I was broke. <laughs> tell him if I knew which one it was, I would change it. <laughs> oh man oh man all right uh well uh not feeling great and now st louis is on a power play so we're uh we're feeling super duper right now see this is what this is what you're not supposed to do uh is just impulsively bet uh a team you know prior to the game well but what are you gonna do the abs are pretty good at scoring off of the off of you know, trying to kill a power play. This, this might actually turn into production. Let's make it happen here. Let's yeah, see. They don't play. Can. They don't play like uh, scared. Um. So any uh, you know, any any time I can uh, get a chance to talk college football, we'll do so. And uh, we're going <laughs> to get Brad Powers to join us here uh, at the bottom of the hour. So in about ten minutes. Um, You're paying guests to come on the nightcap, man. You're cheating, man. Because the other shows are upset with you. I know. I'm making people mad. I don't like those accusations. I will not return your your phone call, Sean. It is out. I felt like uh, I don't know if anyone watches um, Seinfeld or watched Seinfeld, uh, but Jackie Childs, the lawyer, uh, that's what I felt like Jimbo sounded like today. Outrageous. This <laughs> Salacious. is actually, this is actually brilliant by Saban, to be honest. Uh, before we, before you give your thoughts, let's let's hear a bit. We got Jimbo. Is this Jimbo? A little bit of Jimbo from earlier today 
uh, his thoughts on what Nick Saban said last night. Some people think they're God. Go dig into how God did his, his deal. You may find out about, about a guy that a lot of things you don't want to know. We built him up to be the czar of football. Go dig into his past or anybody that's ever coached with him. You can find out anything you want to find out, what he does and how he does it. And it's despicable. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, the happiest people of anybody today are CBS executives because on October 8th, that game is going to be the most watched college football regular season game maybe of the year. I know there's a couple other big ones, but uh, it unbelievable. Uh, you were about to say this is brilliant by Saban. Uh, go ahead. It's, it is. It's, it's brilliant by Nick because the playing field is, is even when the NIL stuff comes into play because now it really is a bidding war. And so what he did, have you heard any prominent coach uh, give credit to the NCAA? No. Or create like a platform of or a provision where the NCAA inculpable for this being wrong. Like he went that far in the 20 minutes that he talked at the event. I think it was in Birmingham, you know, where all of this surfaced. And what he's trying to do is put pressure on the game, the world of college athletics to come in and control the NIL situation because that's the only way the Texas A&Ms of the world can start to get the same caliber player that he gets at Alabama. So even if he's going to alienate a couple other coaches, he's trying to make it such a point of contention that they step in and kind of create some semblance of law. So that way Alabama goes back to having all the advantages. Because they're the ones that have the most guys in the NFL. They're the ones that have the best development system. They're the ones that have all the weight rooms and saunas and everything you could ever want, you know, and the Heisman trophies. They've got it all. The only way AM can catch up is in this current environment where you can just go and, you know, put a group together and, and, and have them buy the best players. So it's brilliant by him. We'll see if it works. But I know Jimbo not trying to hear it. By the way, uh, St. Louis now on a five-on-three. So this is we're feeling fantastic right now with the, the current situation for the Colorado Avalanche. five-on-three? What happened? Yeah. Uh, great. Um, Jesus. But it would – I mean, I, I think there's – so here's a couple things. Nick Saban is St. Louis scored. Nick Saban is at the point in his career – he doesn't care. He's won seven titles. He's the greatest coach ever in college football. He doesn't care. He'll say whatever he wants, right? He's he's at that st- he doesn't he's 70 years old. What does he what does he care? The 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 iron the ironic part was that you know he's getting frustrated about this. He was the one last year championing the fact that his quarterback, who had not played a meaningful down, ultimately went on to win the Heisman Trophy, had already inked a million dollar NIL deal. So it's like I mean you can't hey, can't hey, have your Nick, cake and you can't have your cake hey, and eat it too. Hey, didn't Nick say all the guys at Alabama earn their NIL deals? Right. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Bryce, what did Bryce Young do outside of being the number one quarterback in the country to earn a million dollars? Now, yes. 
Oh, man. But we do have a line on that October 8th showdown between Alabama and Texas A&M. It is 16 and a half in favor of the Crimson Tide. And there's only one person I would turn to to talk about that game. And it's Brad Powers. He joins us next right here on the Nightcap. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Draft like no other, wine like no other. Play free during the PGA Tour with Mayomi. Dare to play unrivaled golf series. Enter five free contests to take your shot at a share of twenty-five grand in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Mayomi. That's M-E-I-O-M-I. Now to join the action, Mayomi. Flavor forward, 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly it is the nightcap here on vcin tim murray here from the circus studios in downtown las vegas somewhere in las vegas or henderson is sean king on uh on assignment tonight and uh well anytime there's an opportunity to talk college football you don't have to yank my <laughs> arm i will do so and uh, he joined us all throughout the college football season he joins us right now because i know he's been grinding if you just follow his twitter feed he's been watching every Spring football game available, and that is Brad Powers at Brad Powers Seven on Twitter. Brad, let's uh, let's jump into the kerfuffle uh, between A and M and Bama. Kirby against, or not Kirby, uh, Jimbo against Saban, and we have a line. I'm just curious your thoughts uh, right now at DraftKings. Alabama laying 16 and a half. That game on October 8th in Tuscaloosa. Uh, what do your numbers have? on Bama and A&M? So, believe it or not, I have Alabama 17. Uh, and it's not like I'm down on A&M. I actually bet their season win total over. I think they're a borderline top five, top six caliber team, the Aggies. And I think it just goes to show you how far and away Alabama is above the even, the, you know, the, the rest of college football. It doesn't even matter if it's Georgia or Ohio State. So, I think the the Crimson Tide get revenge and get revenge in a big way there. When you look at this Alabama team, and I think you tweeted it out uh, that you did fire on a future on on Bama, and and college football futures are just so challenging. You can't get those long shots; they just don't exist. <laughs> uh, you know, you guess you yep. could have got Georgia at eight to one at one point last year, which was just you know in in hindsight a, a great play. Uh, what's your cutoff for Bama? in the futures market. And, and if it's gone, what would be your recommendation on, uh, on Bama this year to, to try to make some money? So that's an excellent question. I, you know, my cutoff probably be two to one. Uh, you could probably still find that plus two fifty, maybe uh, you can, if you shop really hard, I got plus three twenty five. but uh, you know, again, you're right. You're just not going to find a lot of long shots in college football. You will in the Heisman Trophy market. Uh, I mean, that's the good thing about college football. You can bet long shots there and find some value. But, you know, if you're looking to make money with Alabama this year, you know, I'll, I'll say this. I, I know I have them a double-digit favorite in every single game, but Alabama's a team that usually still, you know, trips up at some point uh, in, in the season. I mean, they've only had a couple of undefeated of their all their national championships under Nick Saban, and they only had a couple of undefeated seasons, that being in 2009 and then also 2020. 
uh, usually they slip up somewhere. So if you're waiting to bet Alabama to win it all, maybe wait and bet immediately after they lose that one game. Hey, Brad, I have a question concerning uh, the defending national title. Uh, Kirby's done an excellent job of building that program to the level that we just witnessed. What we haven't seen at Georgia is the mass exodus of first, second-round caliber talent, almost a complete turnover from a coaching standpoint and not missing a beat the following season. We've seen Alabama do that. We've seen Ohio State do it. Is Georgia ready? Does Kirby have them to where they can lose, what was it, 8 of 11 on defense and not skip a beat? That's a great question. I think they do skip a beat, but I think they're so much better than the rest of the SEC East that they can be much worse than last year and still not have an issue, at least making it to the SEC championship game. I just, I don't see it with Porter with a first-year coach. Tennessee, really good offensively. I'm not sure that they're still their defensive personnel. Uh, I, you know, I have question marks still, believe it or not, about Seth and Bennett. I mean, how do you win a national title with Seth and Bennett at quarterback? Well, I mean, having 15 guys, a record, go in the NFL draft is a good starting point to win with a, a walk-on quarterback. Uh, they're not going to have 15 guys in, in this upcoming draft getting drafted. They're, they're still very talented. So, he's the, I mean, the, it's going to be put on his shoulders a little bit more, and that concerns me a little bit. Uh, the other program I have a question about, and this is one I kind of foresaw them taking a step back this previous season, as I had mentioned, you know, prior to last year, I thought Clemson was going to take a step back. Now, I didn't see two years of Clemson not being Clemson, but then the NIL and the transfer portal took over college football. Dabo Sweeney is a morally based coach. They don't believe in transfers at Clemson. They don't believe in NILs. They are kind of behind the eight ball as far as this new environment in college football. Does it impact Clemson as well, especially with the job it seems that Mario Cristobal is doing utilizing NIL and the transfer portal down at Miami and Louisville having a quarterback that a lot of people have in their preseason Heisman top 10? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, the gap between Clemson and the rest of the ACC is not as wide as what it was. I mean, just two short years ago, obviously Clemson didn't even make it to the ACC championship game last year. They're still the favorite to, to do so this year, but you're right. NC state uh, has a really good team. One of the best teams that they've had, at least coming into a season in recent memory, wake force is going to be good again, believe it or not. Uh, and then on the other side, you're right. Miami with Mario Cristobal, if not this year, they're certainly going to probably take a player or two away from the Clemson and the Alabamas of the world that, that, that have been go, able to go down to South Florida and pick and choose what they want, that, that's not going to necessarily be the case. So you're right. I, I think Clemson being a slam dunk to win the ACC every year is over. And, and I, I mean, I got question marks. I mean, not only at quarterback with DJ Uyunglele, I mean, we'll see. I think if he slips up this year, they'll, they'll go to the, uh, the freshman, Kate Klubnick. And then, you know, I would say uh, Dabble's right-hand man, Brett Venables, the defensive coordinator for the last 10 years, going to Oklahoma. I mean, that, that certainly raises a question mark on the defensive side of the ball with Clemson. But I will say this. Their best class that they've ever had, they're about ready to turn juniors. And that not only includes uh, Uyunglele at quarterback, but a couple of really good defensive linemen, Brian Brzee and Miles Murphy. And if they're going to get back to Clemson football, this has to be the year that they bounce back. 
Talk once again to Brad Powers uh, at Brad Powers Seven on Twitter. Uh, Brad, I do want to just pepper you a little bit with some of the games in Week One. Um, I know you've uh, you've been firing away. These there are odds uh, available out there. Uh, so let's take a look. And and you got this. And I saw the number out there. I, I you know was I I have uh, I have fandom for one team. I, I don't hide it. And it is my Notre Dame Irish. I think this is a horrible matchup for them. I'm scared to death. I think they could get absolutely bludgeoned by Ohio State. It opened ten and a half. That number is long gone. It's now fourteen and a half. I saw an offshore today at fifteen and a half. Uh, what's your uh, ultimate stopgap here? Uh, because I know you were on Ohio State early. Has it gone too far, or would you still look Buckeyes? Yeah, I'd still look Buckeyes. I made the number 16-and-a-half. I am a part of the money uh, on the 10-and-a-half <laughs> early on. Hey, it was still there for a long time. I mean, it, it that got posted, I mean, several weeks ago. Yeah, so yeah. I, you have no excuses. And I know some people got on me. I can't believe that you – you made that bet from Notre Dame guys. Cause I mean, I'm a Notre Dame fan too, but I'm mostly a fan of my pocketbook more than anything. As we all and I said, Hey man, don't get me, don't get on me too much. That line is going to be much higher when it's all said and done. And I agree with you. I mean, just speak it out loud keep it simple. You got a first year coach, first year quarterback in the horseshoe at night. I would argue one of Notre Dame's weaknesses is on the perimeter. That's Ohio state strength. Uh, on the good side for Notre Dame is at the line of scrimmage, at least as kind of a question mark for Ohio State after, you know, the Michigans and the Oregons of the world beat, beat them up a little bit last year. But I think you see a very motivated Ohio State team. So I think they roll over the Irish. Hey, Brad, I, I am as high on this Ohio State offense as I am on any team in the country. C.J. Stroud, Travion Henderson, and Jackson Smith. Yep. I can never pronounce his last name. That is as good of a three guys as anybody has in the country at those three positions. No question about it. And it's why I, I think I expect Ohio state to play Alabama for the national championship. Yeah. So, and also keep in mind the buck. I mean, we forget cause everyone talks about Texas A&M's recruiting class coming into this season, Ohio state, believe it or not, last year had their best recruiting class ever seven five stars they're about ready to turn sophomores so i mean <laughs> the cupboard is not uh bare in columbus uh, i i again i i will be really stunned guys if i'm not seeing alabama play ohio state for it all i, I think they're too clear cut the favorites entering this season and i mean obviously the market agrees with me yeah they're they're loaded hey hey brad uh 20 seconds utah florida can't wait for this game it's a pick who you got I love Utah. That Utah, anything with a plus sign, even a pick them. I like Utah to win that game. We will be talking with Brad plenty as we get closer and closer to the college football season. Brad, stuff, always Brad. appreciate it, man. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Take care. There he is, the one and only Brad Powers. A big, big movement out west in college football. We'll talk about it next. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. And folks, the VEASAN Spring Special is here for only 59 bucks. You get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. The next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at VEASAN.com. And subscribers will have access to it all. That includes Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets. Jonathan Von Tobel will have his best bets all the way through the NBA Finals. Andy McNeil breaking down all the action on the ice We'll have lots of NFL preseason coverage as well, not to mention continued best bets and coverage on golf, UFC, everything you need. We've got it at vcin.com. So if you want the full vcin experience, which features a daily best bet email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it, the cost is only $59 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now, vcin.com slash spring. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN, and I know it's just a replay. It just still gets me agitated. Uh, St. Louis up two to nothing. Uh, yeah, I'm watching it. Let's go ahead and 
Just rip it on up. Throw it away. Yeah, I'm not going that far, but it's getting close to that point. Uh, um, we're going to have our, our good friend Jared Smith coming on uh, top of the hour. Get some, uh, get some thoughts. Um, one team we didn't hit on. Uh, always love talking to Brad uh, Powers. And uh, some interesting stuff there. Interesting thoughts on on what to expect this year. One team we didn't hit on, Sean, was, uh, was USC. Um, USC, obviously, the, the news coming out today, if, if you missed it, Jordan Addison, which was kind of long speculated, made it official today. He will be transferring to USC. The Blitnikoff winner transfers from Pitt. Uh, he will pair up with Caleb Williams, the transfer from Oklahoma. Uh, lots of other pieces there uh, for the USC Trojans. Uh, it's just been a complete turnover of that roster, Sean. But, you know, if you watched USC, and you know this better than, than most, right? You spent five years in major college football, uh, you know, coaching. You can have all the skill position players in the world. This ain't seven on seven. And I think USC ultimately will get there and will get to really high heights, in my opinion, with Lincoln Riley. I just think they're going to be a little overinflated because of the sexiness of the transfers. If you heard Bruce Feldman talking about this team or just spent a couple days watching games, they've got some real issues in the trenches. And I think that can and will be exposed uh, at different points in the season. Well, let me respond like this. Everybody in the Pac-12 has issues in the trenches. <laughs> That's true. Fair <laughs> enough. So it's not like they're playing in the SEC. You know, none of those, you know, uh, five-star D-linemen, O-linemen, uh, they're going down south. So that evens the playing field slightly. And secondly, just bet the over. I don't know if they can put the total high enough on USC's games. I think they're going to be up and down the field because they're so good on offense. I think they're going to score on everybody. And I don't think they're going to be elite from a talent standpoint on defense. And I think it'll take them time to really master that new system and scheme. So I think they're going to give up their fair share of explosive plays as well. So I'm just going to bet the over early in the year. Uh, by the way, Colorado has scored now two to one. Uh, we just need three goals, Sean. Yeah, you're slightly ahead of me. Oh. I don't know why. <laughs> it's really perplexing me. I see Colorado's on the power play. Tic-tac-toe, okay. I, I predicted. Yep, I just saw it. They I, just scored. So you're in front of me by probably about, what, 15 seconds. So, All right. So um, they're going to win 4-2, and we're just going to just say hashtag never in doubt. Let me yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Um, I, 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 what I'll say right now is, look, Brad is what he does, man. This is He He lives and, and breeds it. He's yeah. a professional gambler. He's Seems fired like up. he's already bet like 100 things. Oh, yeah. He, he's, he's, he's unbelievable. I have not made a college football bet yet. Uh, that time will come in the near future. Um, but just the way my mind is, Sean, I would have to look under on USC win total um, because I think everybody's just going to be assuming that they're going to, you know, if this gets to 10, I'm definitely going under. I don't know if it will get to 10. Um, I mean, they have a road game at Utah. Uh, they'll. I was going to say, what's their schedule? I don't have their schedule. It, right look, it's not them. incredibly daunting. Uh, they're two toughest games at Utah and home to Notre Dame to end the season. If Notre Dame was. So they, don't, they miss Oregon on the. Uh... They do. Yeah, so it's uh, Rice, 
at Stanford, Fresno State, at Oregon State. Always kind of a weird, funky place to play. Oregon State's a little better. Uh, Arizona State's in disarray. Uh, Washington State at Utah, by at Arizona, Cal, Colorado, at UCLA, and then Notre Dame. Yeah, I could see nine and a half with that schedule. So, uh, I mean, they're just going to, they're going to have, like, they're starting offensive skill position guys are all first round picks. For sure. Oh, no doubt. Um, You know, so uh, if, if they can play a clean football game, they're going to beat the Stanfords and the Cows. And, you know, Washington's got a first-year head coach. Fresno State lost their head coach to Washington. So, I mean. I think I think people do have to remember. And now, look, the, Clay Helton was fired you know, midseason. It, you know, it, it fell apart there. But they, they still went 4-8. and eight. I mean, they, they were a bad football team. And they've been. But they had They had players. Yeah, they were. They were. They you talking about dysfunction? I mean, well, they. I mean, they had Drake London. They had uh, Drake Jackson. Well, Drake Drake London, remember, got hurt midseason. I think he. I know. He so 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 that that I don't, I don't hold them against him. You know, they they had you know the kid Jackson Dart. He transfers to I think Ole Miss. Um, yeah. And this, I, I I'm waiting and seeing, but I I just think the buzz right now is just a little bit too much. And and I'll say this, like Caleb Williams being the third favorite to win the Heisman Trophy, really? That makes sense. I mean, I get it. I understand why. And you know, he had moments. Spencer Rattler was even money last year. This time, oh, I I, I understand. What did I tell you? We had just met, and I this was the first time you heard heard me say no shot. And I said, no shot. Because he he's not he was, very good. He was the favorite to be the number one pick in this yeah. year's draft, and now he's at South and, Carolina. So I continually said, no shot. And everybody thought I was hating. So when I look at that list, let me see the list one more time. So it's C.J. Yeah. Stroud, Bryce Young, Caleb Williams. C.J. Stroud's all the way 1,000% legit. Oh, of course. And he's uh, going to like. Not be sh- I would not be shocked if Bryce's numbers aren't as good as they were last year. I can see a scenario where Saban – is trying to get back to more of a run-first team uh, just because they had become really one-dimensional. And when you played a team like Georgia and couldn't pass protect for Bryce, you know, it became an issue. Uh, Caleb's going to have all the things on the peripheral to be a Heisman contender. You know, he's got the look. He's got the, the logo. He's got the city. He's got the head coach. He's got the program. Uh, Bajon Robinson, if Texas has success, you know, he's a threat. I don't even know why DJ's on the list. DJ shouldn't even be the starting quarterback at Clemson. Like, this is why these lists kind of just baffle me sometimes. Like, they just go to certain teams, and who is ever the uh, player in that position, like, they put him on this board. Like, DJ, it's terrible. Like, if he starts the first game next year, it's because of Dabo's loyalty. Dylan Gabriel, I told you guys, I think Dylan Gabriel is better than, better than Caleb Williams. I think he balls out in Oklahoma. Now, the only thing I don't know about that, Tim, is I'm not sure exactly what all they have left, you know, with, with all the kids that left to follow. A bunch um, of transfers, yeah, to, that followed Lincoln, Lincoln. to SC and stuff. So, you know, I know Mario um, is really good, the kid, uh, the receiver that's from Plant City. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jackson Smith, he might be the best college receiver I've seen in a long time. He's unbelievable. And, and I said it, I don't know how many, you could have got him at 50 to 1, and – 
Normally, I would say a wide receiver, to quote my co-host, has no shot, but Devontae Smith just won the Heisman Trophy, and you know he's going to put up numbers. The, the most talented. If you if you if you if you if you give me that board, the, the two guys I would, the three guys I would take are Robinson, Gabriel, and Smith in Jogba. Yeah, I think Smith from and, a value standpoint. And I'll and I'll say this right now, Sean. Smith and Jigba. In Jigba. Okay. You better bet that before the Notre Dame game. Because that sucker is going down. Notre Dame's corners are not good. And he think had, about this. He has at a one, chance at to one light time, them up. <laughs> at one time, uh, that Ohio State receiver room, good God. Not bad, Garrett huh? Wilson, Chris Olave. Jamison Williams. Uh, Jamison Williams and Jackson Smith and Jigba. Good God. No wonder they used to pick on the cornerback, uh, Eli Apple. He was going to guard those four guys. <laughs> oh, well, the uh, the abs are, are are threatening, but I don't know if there's a three-point goal out there, Sean. If there was. We it, get it to 2-2, we cover the puck line. Uh, that's some optimism there. I, I, I like it. Let's try to speak it into existence. It's 2-1 to one, St. Louis leading the abs. Uh, we'll see what our good friend Jared Smith has to say about the Stanley Cup playoffs. You'll join us next right here on the Night Guy. This spring, the VEASAN experts are giving you the complete betting coverage and insights you need to cash in on every sport. And right now, you can get access to everything we have to offer through July for only $59. The VEASAN experts are analyzing every playoff game, along with daily coverage of along with daily coverage of along with daily coverage of along with Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening.